Well, that, that's another point. What, was there ever, in fact, a Mrs. Grinch? Did Mrs. Grinch leave? Is that why he's so... I just feel like maybe he's just like a lonely dude. The Earth is not flat, though. Can we please debunk that right now? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe not. Who's to say? Um, um... comes down twice a year. I think he comes down at Christmas. And He's a good Catholic. He's like a good Catholic. Eastern Christmas. <laughs> I guess my question is why was the Grinch an outcast from Whoville? Like to start things off why was he like why was he why was he a hermit? Um is, I, I'm not even sure that you can make that a question because obviously it's because he's green. <laughs> the who's are not green. It, it's it's class A racism at its finest. Well, the, this came out in, what was it, 66, I think. Yeah. So, you know, you're in the civil rights era. Is this like a, a thinly disguised <laughs> parallel for, uh, you know, America's civil rights struggle in 1966? You know, that's interesting. Um, like, on a serious note, it really, uh, his ostracization, we don't even know. Like, the, the story doesn't give us any background, but he is different, and he hates, he hates, oh, well, and then you have the, you have the who's who love him, and, like, they have, like, nonviolent resistance towards him. Um, maybe he's the racist one, and he ostracized himself because he's different from them. I, I have questions about the roast beast. It, okay. Is is the roast beast uh, like another Grinch? Do the Who's hunt the Grinches? Is that why he's up there on the uh, on the on the mountaintop? I am like out out for fear. Like he's like I have to live up here because otherwise you guys are gonna eat me. Um, maybe maybe. But the Who's are peaceful, nonviolent people. They circle around the tree and they sing their song. Even when he takes everything from them, they operate in love and they just they know the spirit of the season is not about the presence or the roast beast or anything they're they're completely nonviolent protesters well i i just have questions i have questions about the grinch is he the last of his kind are, are there other grinches out there or is this like a last of the mohicans kind of thing where he is like when he dies the grinch lineage is over it could be, but I'm wondering if Grinches in general maybe just don't like habitat together. Well, that that's another point. What was there ever, in fact, a Mrs. Grinch? Did Mrs. Grinch leave? Is that why he's so? I just feel like maybe he's just like a lonely dude. I think you're right. I think that's when when the Who's love him, you get to see that part because his heart grows ten times bigger than it was. Yeah. Well, his heart should have grown a little bit even before them because his dog is like super loyal. That's a great dog. Super. That is a great dog. He's amazing. Was He's it, amazing. Is it Max? I think the dog's name is Max. Maybe I I'm think just it is making Max. that up. I don't, I don't I think it's Max. Like that's a great dog because you know that you know the Grinch is not keeping that food bowl filled up regularly. You know Max is missing yeah. meals up there on the mountain. Yeah. yeah, he looks like he is. But he is he is he is unflinchingly loyal to the Grinch. 
But isn't that the nature of a good dog? I mean, isn't that the nature of dogs? Like they they often do stay with owners even when the owners are maltreating them. I mean, there is there is a, a thread of codependence in dogs that that we find appealing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like if you were to take the, the the Genesis, the part of Genesis two seriously, that you know all these animals like marched by Adam and Adam was naming them. Um, I just think that the dog probably didn't really march by and just sat at his feet and was like, "This this is good, right? Yeah. Let's be friends." Yeah, yeah. And I wonder too, like if the staying in the Genesis narrative was the dog upset when Eve appeared on the scene, like really, really, guy. Like I wasn't companion enough for you i'd do anything for you she's not she's gonna she's she's gonna ruin it she's gonna ruin us (laughs) like the dog saw it coming from a mile away that the apple was gonna be plucked and eaten and all of humanity would be thrown out along with the dogs the dogs got thrown out too and they stayed loyal like a like a lady in the tramp narrative of like oh things are gonna change now (laughs) so we're gonna have to work close yeah, well, that was that was clearly the the worst part of it was close. And I wonder too, like, did I wonder too, like, uh, did God make the angels like pick like a whole bunch of fruit for Adam and Eve like right off the bat, like when they first got kicked out of Eden, or like did 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 God make the angels give them some food because the instructions Adam got were to plant crops, and it's like okay, well that's gonna take a while. What are we gonna eat until then? Um, interesting, interesting, because that would that would. I'm going to be radical here. I'm going to go out on a huge limb. I, I would expect oh. nothing less on fun, sexy Bible okay. time. <laughs> what if, what if there were other fruiting trees outside of the garden? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I, I could see that. Um, what if there were other societies? What are other people? Uh, are you talking like the, like the rock monsters from the movie Noah? <laughs> The Nephilim, the Nephilim. <laughs> yeah, the, the CGI rock monsters. Um, but but seriously, seriously, what if what if what if the garden was a location for the first two people of the people of God versus all of humanity? I mean, yeah, I, I mean these these can, are these are these are deep thoughts on fun, sexy Bible time. Can can fun, sexy Bible time handle such deep thoughts? I mean, somebody has to. <laughs> I find them fun and sexy and biblical, but not everyone might may. <laughs> I, I mean, there's there's got to be a podcast that considers these kinds of things, and I, I think I think we're it probably. <laughs> we're probably the most radical, liberal, crazy podcast out there right now. Right now, <laughs> saying crazy stuff, crazy, at least in the deep south. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, uh, is it we would classify it as liberal? I see it more. I mean, because we say things on here definitely that would upset liberal people too. Oh yeah, possibly. Yeah, I, I see it more as like a, an, an apolitical force. Yeah, an apolitical one. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. we're definitely definitely not conservative, but I, I just don't feel like we're liberal either. It because uh, yeah, I, we're whatever you, we we are whatever you need us to be, listener. How about that? <laughs> We have no backbone, no spine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so was the Grinch welcome in Whoville? Like, if he had wandered down off the mountain and come into Whoville, would he have been welcome at that point? Yeah, like, who's the enemy here? Like, uh, did, did the Who's 
um, did the Who's have their, you know, maybe they had a change of heart and they were trying to like minister to the Grinch. And the Grinch was like, no way, man, you've eaten all of my kind and I'm not coming anywhere near you and I hate you and I'm your enemy. Mm-hmm. Is, is the Grinch, is, is the whole Grinch narrative just an endorsement of the capitalism of Christmas? The, the, the materialization, the commercialization of Christmas. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm, I'm I'm throwing these out there. I'm, I'm uncertain. You're, you're 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 really creating a lot of. I mean, this maybe this is fun, sexy, chaotic Bible time. <laughs> also, like I wonder too, as he goes back down into Whoville to deliver the presents that he just stole. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a little awkward. Of hey, I just stole these. You want them back? But they know, uh, don't they know it's him? He's always out to get them, spying on them, hating them, loathing them. But the only one that saw him was Cindy Lou Who. I, I mean, I guess she could have told everybody else, but I, I think. But but he was still in disguise as Santa Claus at that point. Did, does anybody really know that he stole the presents at that point? And does his disguise actually work? I mean, can you not see the Grinch? Yeah does he does he admit to stealing the presents when he brings them back, or is he just like, oh, yeah, look what I found? I can't remember the ending, but it seems like there's a confession there in the return of all the presents. So many questions. So many questions here. So many. I, I, I do have I, I do have a nit to pick here. Let's let's be a little scientific and say that there is no way that that tiny little dog was pulling that sled with all the presents in it. I don't know. You don't know the faithfulness of a dog. But that dog's tiny, and it was, like, super snowy on the mountain. Again, dogs. <laughs> They'll do anything. They'll kill themselves. Uh, what kind of dog was it? It was like a... It was like a... Um, a Dr. Seussian dog? Yeah, it was like a... Almost... Not not a dachshund, but it was, it was really... It was like a terrier-sized dog. Yeah, but not a terrier, but definitely a hound. I think I think the Grinch probably had a mutt. I don't think I don't think the Grinch had the papers for Max. You don't you don't think so? No, I think I think that was just a mutt. I feel like you just have to like cast doubt on everything here. Well, I'm I'm trying to put myself in the position of the Grinch and like, you know, you live on top of a mountain. You don't seem like a details guy. Like I, I don't think he's I don't think he's taking Max out to to the shows. I don't think he, Max is a show dog. I don't think he's planning on breeding Max. I don't think he's got any use for the papers. I think Max is probably just a mutt. Like maybe, maybe the Grinch doesn't even want Max around, but Max won't leave. Did was the Grinch married and Mrs. Grinch died, and that's how he stuck with Max? Because you got to think if if they separated, you got to think Mrs. Grinch is probably going to take the dog because she's going to take better care of it. Yeah, right. So not divorced, but dead. Yeah, maybe the Grinch is a is a widower, and that's how he got stuck with the dog. Because I don't I don't see them separating, and the Grinch being like, "Oh, by the way, the dog stays with me." I, he's kind of I don't see him doing that. Okay, wait here. Can we can we ask a um uh, a question that we'll definitely be able to answer? Yes. Is the Grinch's name indicative of his ontological status as like Grinchness, or are there nice Grinches and he's just a bad egg altogether? <laughs> What, what do you think? I'll, I'll, I'll go for it. Um, I I feel I don't know. I don't I don't want to judge all Grinches. 
maybe they're not called Grinches. Maybe they're called Sweetums. Well, well, there is a parallel here that, that we were going to get to eventually of Oscar the Grouch. Oh, Grinches and Grouches. Yeah. Are, are they, are, how closely related are they? And who comes first? Is the Grinch first and then the Grouch? When does Sesame Street come on the scene? That's a good question. I'm surprised you don't know the answer. You're a big Sesame Street fan. I am a big Sesame Street fan. Um, <laughs> it's what you watch in the morning, really. I'm it's not the news. <laughs> you see. Like, uh, see, like the, I, I don't, I don't really like the modern Sesame Street too much. I was more of like the '80s Sesame Street. That was that was my jam. Yeah, it's like hardcore. Okay, here we go. First episode of Sesame Street, 1969. So the when predates Sesame Street. So the Grouch, the uh, the Grouch, uh, the, wait, yeah, Grouch, Grouchy, Groucher, Grouch. Yeah. What's his name? Oscar the Grouch. Oscar the Grouch. Okay, so he's a rendition of the Grinch. He's a he's a derivative. He's a he's a he's a great he's a he's a grandson, or or a son. Okay, all right, I can see that now. Yeah, the uh, the Grinch was his ancestor, and he descended from the Grinch. Okay, all right. So, or is it is it all taking place in an alternate timeline where Oscar is the Grinch and Sesame Street is Whoville? Oh my word! Stop. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, that was, that, that was too out there. Do, I mean, am I, do I look like Doctor Who? <laughs> do I have a darn TARDIS? No, I don't, Matthew. I don't have those things. I am but a human being, a regular human being. I don't have two hearts. So, <gasps> what? Doctor Who is Doctor Who. If you're a fan of Doctor Who, you're Whovian, like Cindy Lou Whovian. Uh huh. Whoville. Every, <gasps> everything is connected. <laughs> it's connected. Okay, that was a moment for me. The Earth is not flat, though. Can we please debunk that right now? Yeah, I mean, like you know, I mean, maybe, maybe not. Who's to say? Um, um, the space, <laughs> the cosmos. I have a certain affinity for for. I have a certain affinity for flat earthers. It's like, I don't know. I'm just naturally. I'm naturally uh, drawn to underdogs and people who hang on to obscure beliefs. So it's like, yeah, I might not share it, but also like in a weird way, I kind of admire it. Of like, oh, you're, you're hanging in there, aren't you? In, in the face of, in the face of all evidence, you're just hanging in there. I, I so they're 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 kind of like endearing to you. You're like, oh, look look at you go. That's amazing. You go, you go with this argument. But a flat a flat Earth would demand being a geocentric. Um, universe, our, our, our solar system, right? Because the, we have a we have a sun that orbits something, or we don't orbit. The sun does not orbit. Correction, but it would have to orbit the Earth. If the sun goes up and down, or looks like it's going up and down, either the sphere is spinning, or the flat Earth is maintaining its place, and the Earth, the sun is, you know, g- going around us. It... You, you thought you you were coming for fun, sexy Bible time. You, you're just getting all kinds of. We're, we're touching all the sciences today. This is um I I maybe I wasn't clear the first time. This is my fun, sexy Bible time. Yes. This is fun and sexy and Bible time for me. <laughs> These are the sweet nothings that are whispered into my ear. <laughs> so what happened to the Grinch after the events of How the Grinch Stole Christmas? He caught the most beast. 
He, yeah. He's there for the feast. Uh, he carves the first piece, gives it to Cindy Lou Who. Cindy Lou Who gives it to Max the dog. And then everything is kind of like wrapped up of like, okay, the dog gets to eat. Cindy Lou Who and the Grinch make up. Um, the Who's get to have their Christmas. The Grinch's heart grows. But then what? Then what happens? Here, uh, this is what happens every time there's some sort of like breakthrough in humanity is that we default immediately back to what was the status quo before. Yeah, I, I think there's a regression to the mean. I think he hangs out for a while and then I think he finally just I think he retreats back up to his his hermit cave yeah and maybe maybe he's not as grinchy but he's still grumpy you, you can't ask people to change like everything about them maybe he, he, he gets to the point where he's like they're not bad and that's like super positive for a grinch I think he comes down twice a year I think he comes down at Christmas and he's a he, good Catholic he's like a good Catholic Eastern Christmas <laughs> I, I think he makes an appearance, you know, every six months or so, and, and he's like, "Hey, who's I tithe? I'm a who, right?" Is is Cindy Lou Who welcome to come up to visit him? I bet she's the only one. I, I gotta say, as a dad, I probably would not let Cindy Lou Who come up by herself. I might take her up there to visit, but but Max is there. Yeah, but I mean, you can't let your daughter go into caves on mountains with creepy dudes. You just can't. You know that's that's in my um uh my my book called Rules to Live By. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go into caves with creepy uh, dudes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and cave can mean anything like van, car, <laughs> walk down the street. Just, really, you know, I mean, cave is sort of an ambiguous term that can really mean anything in 2017. Yeah, just, you know, just avoid creepy dudes, period. How about that? Yeah, and pretty much that's all you dudes. Hey. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the media doesn't lie. <laughs> I, I, is the Grinch healthy? Like with the heart condition, is he, is he Okay. Well, let's see. Um, one would maybe imagine that with his small heart, his organs sort of settled in a certain way, but then he gets this enlarged heart. And so what happens to his organs? Like, they're not used to that space being taken up. So does he, does his stomach not have enough room to eat, and so he becomes malnourished? What happens to his intestines? This is What about the rib cage? Can the rib cage handle it? I, well, not his. It's He's like what like 200 years old and like frail and brittle and does he maybe he maybe maybe the end of the story is he dies from love and they you, kill him you gotta think love. the dog they've, they've set it up perfectly the dog's got to go to cindy lou who like if the grinch dies yes. maybe this is all a big plot on the dog's part to get to cindy lou who so he could have actually get a good meal and she will feed him like that dog's gonna be obese because she will yeah. feed him <laughs> That dog is headed for dog diabetes. <laughs> yes. That dog's that dog is headed to getting like the pills that you have to put in peanut butter to get them to eat every day. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Poor yep. Max. Actually no, not poor Max. If if you're a dog, I guess that's a good way to go is just eat until you die. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, we I had a cat that was super fat, and it was sad. She couldn't clean herself anymore, and it was bad. Uh, okay, well, how would you want to die as a dog, then? I mean, you could eat yourself to death. 
I mean, I just don't see a lot of good ways to, to go if you're a dog. I think the best way to die is because your owner died and you just can't live anymore and you just die. You die of heartbreak. I mean, maybe yeah. you fall asleep <laughs> next to your owner. And you're like, I'm going to take a nap here, but then die. Oh, that's that's depressing now. This is no longer fun, sexy Bible. No, it's okay. Yeah, you, you, you <laughs> cover all the bases. Sad, sad, sexy Bible time. <laughs> Sorry. What was the what was the avalanche situation? You gotta think like the uh, the who's picked uh, picked a very suspect place to put their village, like right at the bottom of a snow covered mountain. And not just one snow covered mountain. Aren't they like surrounded by mountains? Yeah, I think so. It's like a yeah, it's like a little range around their village. And it's not like they're setting off cannons to like prevent against avalanches you know like they do in colorado and all the other real snowy states they set off the mountains like they explode things so that things you know the snow falls down and then people aren't killed in their avalanches because that's a really horrible way to go not that i think death is like a great way to go in general like (laughs) i'm gonna put that out there but if if you're gonna go avalanches like because you live like you can often live um unless it's really moving fast then you can kind of get you know kind of smashed to smithereens and stuff like that but anyway not, not to be too graphic here, but um, uh, yeah, the Who's, I don't feel like they're like a warring people. Like they don't seem to have, apart from the Grinch, they don't really have any enemies. So right. they probably don't have a military. They probably don't have access to um, militaristic armory that could prevent avalanches. And that village is really small too. Like the Who's are a very small village. I, I, yeah. There's like maybe 20 or 30 of them total. Like if, if, Unless there's other who villages around, like is that if that's the breeding pool, those genetics are. <laughs> I, know, I was just thinking that. I was like, are they importing other who's? Because eventually that whole society is going to become infertile, that, right? Yeah, that, it's, it's it's a it's not a good path that they're on if they're not intermarrying with other who's. Maybe that's where the Grinch comes into play. Maybe he becomes a polygamist. Ah. Uh, uh. You know, sucks for you, who lady that you know has to hook up with the Grinch. <laughs> what if you're into grumpy guys? Well, then uh, I think it still sucks for you. <laughs> okay, so you said it, you don't want to get smashed to smithereens. We got to go back to the avalanche. Okay. If you just, if your choices are getting smashed to smithereens in the avalanche or surviving the avalanche and just kind of chilling out there in the snow until you die, you fall asleep. Yeah, but I think the worst part of that is you're going to pee on yourself before you die. But you wouldn't know. It feels so good. It'd be so warm. <laughs> well, from Dumb and Dumber, you know, you, it feels warm at first, but then it gets cold and gross. Why would you pee yourself? I'm curious. Well, if you're stuck in, like, if you're immo- like, if you're buried in the snow and you're immobile, like, it, at some point, you're going to probably just pee on yourself. I guess. I feel like you're really sort of putting a dark cloud over our being caught in an avalanche. I don't know why you have to be so down about it. No, I just admit, like, dying, dying, dying's not enough for you. It has to be also dying while after you urin- urinated on yourself. No, I'm just saying like maybe getting smashed to smithereens would be preferable than to be stuck under like 10 feet of snow and having to whiz on yourself. 
I don't know if I want to have the sensation of feeling my arm remo- be removed from my body by natural disaster. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's it's six to one, half a dozen of the other, I think. <laughs> oh. All right, so uh, you've you've seen the Jim Carrey Grinch. Uh, we can, yes. we, can, we can close on this. I've, I found what little I saw of it to be inherently creepy. Yeah. He does a creep. Well, doesn't he? Uh, is it, are you, are you defending the Jim Carrey or, or Grant? <laughs> what, what were your thoughts on that? Um, I, I think that the, the Jim Carrey, I'm not defending it. Um, I, I would like to say that I'm sort of a classic girl. I like the classics, so I'm going to stick with the Dr. Seussian version, yeah. um, or the original, I should say. Um, I think that what Jim Carrey does is does add that point of creepiness um, that doesn't necessarily resonate with the original Grinch. The other Grinch is just mean and grumpy, and I think that's enough. Uh-huh. Um, the creep factor, um, I don't think necessarily sells it as like a better rendition uh, but then again it's it, it it resonates well with the character who's playing the Grinch right I mean Jim Carrey does he, his stuff has a creep vibe to it and it can be very funny um, but I think with the Grinch he, he that's the Grinch you wouldn't let Cindy Lou who go visit even okay. even on a good day even on a good day um, uh, but the other Grinch is just sort of like your grumpy old dad okay <clears throat> All right. I mean, I, I'll accept that. It's a it's a different kind of malevolence, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. And there's funnier scenes. There's definitely more of a verbal interpretation of some of the aspects of the Grinch that aren't necessarily expressed verbally in the original Grinch. Um, and honestly, I'm calling to mind more. Um, gifs than I am necessarily the movie right now because okay. um, I was recently recently in the Grinch um, uh, gif search so uh, I I um, yeah I, I just I, I think there's more there's well it's longer too right so there has to be more dialogue mm-hmm. right because the original Grinch is only like 30 minutes it was it it aired on TV one night this was in a time when you know TV couldn't be paused right like yep. you waited yeah. you waited for the Grinch to show up like and Charlie Brown Christmas special um, Frosty the Snowman is also another one mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, you waited for it said so it was a 30 minute spot with a couple of commercial breaks and so the movie is what 90 minutes yeah, so you like have that. to add a lot more into it so it almost becomes not really the story of the Grinch as much as it is like in here this, this movie is based on you know this would be like one of those movies that's like this was based on a true story, but we completely redid it. Yeah. I I just, I have very conflicting feelings about Jim Carrey these days. Well, are you even allowed to watch Jim Carrey according to your faith? (laughs) Fair question. (laughs) I just feel like people my age, I think I've talked about this before on the, on the podcast. I just feel like people my age have to come to grips with the fact that like there was a, there was a time in the nineties where we thought that Jim Carrey was the funniest person in the history of the world. Yeah. And it's like looking back, it was like, yeah, he was kind of funny, but man, maybe, maybe not as much as we thought. Like Ace Ventura maybe is not the comedic masterpiece I thought it was when I was a teenager. 
Yeah, <clears throat> I have to agree. Like, there was, um, what did he do? Did he do the Cable Guy one? Oh, no. Yeah, the Cable Guy, The Mask. He did Bruce Almighty, right? Yeah. And there are funny things. Um, when he got serious, though, with um, the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah. He was good in that. Yeah. I, That's Jim Carrey, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Man on the Moon, when he played Andy Kaufman, he was pretty good in that, too. Um, but I think there was also a moment in the 90s where everyone was sort of weird and it fit. And then it just doesn't, it's not the kind of humor that sort of pulled into another couple of decades. Yeah. You know how there's those moments, like there's there's those moments in fashion where it's like, yes, you know it would be great. This mm-hmm. like triangular shaped top where these shoulder pads are huge and coming off my shoulders and it makes me look like a triangle with leggings. This is great, but it it's never come back. Mm-hmm. And maybe that humor that Jim Carrey was right for that moment. That's what we needed at that moment. Yes. Yes. We have, we have moments like that in theology and Christian culture too, don't we? We do. Where it's we like we, everybody gets upset about one thing, spazzes out for about a week, and then we look back later and think, oh, what was everybody so upset about? Yeah, because look at the crap we're facing now. <laughs> That's how I look at it. Like, wow, like... Four years ago, there was a whole different argument on the table, and that one was a little bit easier to tackle than the one that we're facing now, which is significantly bigger. Very true.